Hello and welcome. This is Pepin from the show called Pepin Reacts. And here I have my best friend ready for a reaction of Breaking Bad season two, episode five of the show called Susan Summers. Now let's get into it. Uh, but before that, Meter, how you doing? This is my best friend, by the way. My name's Meter and I'm here too. Oh, hey. Awesome. Great. The catchphrase. Susan Summers. Oh, Susan Summers. You know that Your she's kind of hot, like on the inside and the mm -hmm. outside. Mm -hmm. Yep. And yeah, I've seen the pictures. Oh, yeah, the pictures. Now, before we get into this, we had some comments in the last episode. So uh, just to go over those, uh, uh, Drake, the snake, uh, he said, octopuses, when they lose an arm, they grow it back. So I really wonder how that's going to come into play in this next episode. Uh, and then we actually had a correction. Oh, Meter, did you have something to say there? No, I'm just, I'm agreeing with Drake the Snake. I think that's very poignant and uh, it's, pro it's, it's definitely metaphorical, uh, but I think it'll become pretty, pretty apparent as the season goes on. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. I, hopefully it's not spoilery because, uh, you know, I don't like spoilers. I, I haven't seen the whole thing, but uh, Meter has, but you know, uh, and then we had this one more comment uh, from George. It's actually a correction. Uh, and I'm surprised George has got that username because that's a pretty general username, but uh he says that uh, Hank isn't what he seems he is. It seems a little bit spoilery there, but I'm just going to go with it. So mm -hmm. uh, if he ends up having six fingers, okay. I didn't expect it. I mean, I guess it could be a thing, but we'll find out. Yeah, I won't, I won't dive any further into that, but um, definitely important to point out. Okay. So before we get into this, we're not sure if this can be a reaction reaction or a timer-based reaction. So uh, when I say a reaction reaction, I mean a clips reaction. My blood sugar is low. So hey, let's get into this now. It should be increasing at some point here in the future. Meter, don't make that face. Don't make that face. Oh, shit. It's that face. All right. That was episode 99 of Breaking Bad. This episode, very, very many intricacies. It's kind of hard to... Uh, wrap my mind around the entire plot because a lot was happening and a lot of little character things uh what's your general impression of the episode meter i'm thinking that with the amount of trolling that you do you're gonna end up trolling yourself because you're gonna poorly label these videos and then they're gonna go into a massive file dump all in the same spot and then you're gonna be trying to edit them together and it's gonna start out with that was episode 99. You're like, fuck. Now I got to watch this whole thing just to figure out which episode this actually is. Oh, we're talking about the show. Oh, yes, the show. The show. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, it was a good, good episode. Uh, drove a, a lot of plots forward. And uh, they, Walt and Jesse made a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, mostly, I'd say, because of Jesse. So... so there's a couple aspects to this episode. There's like the Walt aspect, kind of the Skyler aspect, and the Hank aspect. I don't think there's any other characters really discussed too, too much in this episode, unless I'm mistaken. So who do you think would be the best first person to tackle here? Um, maybe Hank, because his is separate. Okay. So I don't know if you're trying to throw me off the trail last episode in discussion, but it seems like Hank does have like some sort of like a PTSD and like he was actually affected and Murray caught on to that too. Like, cause, cause I, I thought the way it was shot and everything, I mean, it, it, it just seemed a little strange, especially how he was boxed in in that window when he was going through like the interrogation or deposition or whatever. So mm -hmm. he's definitely putting on a show and just trying to get through it, but he's, he's just kind of going crazy and this feels like, you know, and, and he got a promotion and he's just kind of like, oh, great promotion. And he does not seem to want to do that at all. Which, yeah, I mean, the promotion comes with more danger. Uh huh. Yeah. And he's incredibly affected by that, especially shown by how he reacted when uh, those. So I feel like just a metaphor going into there. So he's got like the bottle capping thing, like he's making his own beer with his own face on it, which, which is kind of cool, right? Uh, mm -hmm. And they're just like, 
exploding right under pressure and that's kind of him you know that's, that's a big metaphor right there because he's exploding under pressure right now and he's been able just to keep it cool but uh it seems like he's not going to be able to do that much very much longer so much so that he even pointed the gun at his wife you know of course he thought there was an intruder there but that's kind of like a bit of foreshadowing there he might explode in the wrong direction mm-hmm. and so everyone's super congratulatory of him and Again, we talked about this before, but like he and his uh his colleagues are very, very chummy. Like like Hank is a true asshole, but the environment he's working in, like everyone likes that. And everyone is like that. So it's kind of interesting to see that. Yeah, they're all kind of sociopathic. Mm-hmm. And so he's putting on the face, and I thought the the lead up to the scene in the elevator. Like, I, I feel like some people could watch that and they might get a little bit, like, uh, caught off guard, like, where's this coming from? But the way that they were shooting everything, it just kind of had all these close shots. And also, he just had, like, all this, like, energy. He just kept on trying to move his limbs and do stuff and he just couldn't stay still. And th- that's usually a sign of uh, excess adrenaline. So I-, I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, I mean, he had just been promoted, though. So, like, the excess adrenaline being his excitement versus his anxiety is i think just as likely so kind of like a dual sort of thing oh i mean like leading up to it like if you had read that as you know his excitement versus his anxiety Ah. i think that would be valid so you're you're accurate with that because it would be interpreted as he's excited about getting the promotion but really Mm -hmm. he's excited in a negative way about the possibility of getting shot at again and I, i thought the inclusion of like the that sound effect of the car you know going up and down being very very apt because they they didn't hit us over the head with it they they, they made it clear and apparent and it was I, I don't know it was obvious but not like not like uh, a punch to the face mm-hmm. is it is it the being shot at that he didn't like hmm is it that he murdered somebody I don't because I think that would that would be an interesting parallel to Walt's story, and how they each handle having killed somebody. I wouldn't think it would be that as much, but again, sometimes I think I approach things too logically. So mm-hmm. I'll give you my reasoning here, and then I want to hear your response. So my reasoning is that he kind of does that to decent degree in his job. I mean, maybe it doesn't kill them directly, bang, bang. But, you know, they do that occasion, I assume, right? Maybe not him directly, because he seems more like an overseer than, like, a on-the-ground SWAT guy. But, you know, he puts people in jail all the time. And maybe the people he sees deserving of that, but, you know, he, he wouldn't think that Tuco was not deserving of that either. So, I don't... At least my reading of the character, he maybe... I don't think he would have that. I assume he already killed, had killed people. Maybe that's where I'm approaching it from. Then why would this be different? Because he was getting shot at. So so if we're under the pretense so, that... That's just an interesting assertion. Like, you assume that he's murdered somebody, but not that he has uh, been ever been shot at before. And maybe that speaks more to the how the, the U.S. Inf- law enforcement works. But Yeah, it's like when they broke down Jesse's door with the the lady he was with like Mm -hmm. they didn't stand a chance like they couldn't defend themselves and that's typically how they do those drug busts like Mm -hmm. they 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 try to make it so that they don't have a chance to defend themselves so i don't think he's gotten into like any or many altercations like that if he has he's had backup with him so i guess that might be me reading way too much into it though okay yeah, I I, I, don't, I I think there's no evidence that he's ever been in a hostile situation like that that to that degree. Uh-huh. Not directly, and not I guess definitely not alone. Yeah, I I think the part that he's alone has a big factor in it too, because um, I I think you're right. Maybe it wasn't ever to that degree, and again, I think it's maybe to a lesser degree with people, but mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it's it's kind of hard to judge. Maybe I'm maybe I'm overestimating, but. Is it possible he also doesn't feel like he deserves it? The promotion? Yeah. Uh, 
or he doesn't deserve the amount of praise that he like the credit that he's getting. I don't know if it's he wasn't really there for a work related thing, you know, mm -hmm. it just kind of happened. I don't know, because I, I feel like it's more like a he doesn't want to get reminded of it, like a la when Tyson, not Tyson, uh, Walt Jr. was like talking to him like, hey, what was it like and everything? And it happened in the later, like earlier part of the episode, too. Like they're asking about the, mm -hmm. the firefight and like it made it more clear that he was kind of uncomfortable talking about it because it's bringing out the memories. And then, you know, we saw him like kind of leave like that area shortly after because he, mm. he had to get away to deal with those like emotions and feelings. So I don't know if it's that he's not okay with the promotion. I think he is, or maybe not the promotion, but I, I think he's okay with the praise. I don't think he's okay with the, the, the emotions it brings out, like it bringing back the memories, you know, which is why he threw that into the, the lake or river, or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. I mean, you could see that in theory. Uh, if we were following that the the logic of him not liking praise that that was a that was given to him as a sign of praise you know as a reward mm -hmm. Hmm. like he's rejecting the rewards um i ultimately i i'm more agreeing with you i'm just bringing up other potential things that could be going on emotionally with him mm -hmm. uh cuz nothing's ever one thing you know yeah especially not with emotions so w let's stay on that for a second, though, because if it was having a factor of, like being against the praise, what would that involve exactly? I is that a like imposter syndrome? Like feeling like you're getting somewhere without being fully worthy of it, not going to be able to live up to what's being built up of you. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, he's going to go to this other big, I imagine, bigger area they're moving him to texas which i think is going to be a bigger spot than new mexico and right on the border where the cartel is so there's probably going to be very high expectations of his abilities and to this point this is like this giant thing just kind of like happened and his boss said like people like sharks go travel for hundreds of miles to find their prey you're a great white, like saying that like he was willing to go to track this guy over hundreds of miles. And that's not really what happened. Like he kind of got lucky. I see. So people are misinterpreting his. Huh, okay. I'm still trying to like get this in my head because I was coming back to the thought of when he was talking about how it's just about appearances. Right. Mm -hmm. And I thought that he would be okay with accepting the praise because it's just about appearances, right? If this makes me look mm -hmm. good, hey, I'll take it. But I, I, I guess the issue here is, is it's about appearances, right? <laughs> it is just about mm -hmm. appearances. And this appearance is making him, I mean, look good, but him look like somebody he's, he's actually live not. Up to it. Yeah. Yeah. Can he live up to his own, like his, his, um, his name's preceding him going into this new area, so... But definitely, I mean, him and Marie both, like, that's what they do is they just uphold appearances. And I'm sure that's what she was doing last episode when she had a worried look on her face as you read it and I misread it. And she said, like, you, Hank's a rock. He's fine. I think she knew that it, she, it wasn't, but she would never bring it up because that's not Marie. And Hank won't either. Neither of them will bring it up. And we saw that with Hank having a, stopping the elevator which is kind of a metaphor in and of itself. He's right now in a elevator in his career going up, mm -hmm. stopping the elevator, having a panic attack. And then when that, when he's able to get himself under control, stepping out from the elevator and going to join his friends again or coworkers hmm. or friend workers. Yeah. And there's a, okay. Maybe this is looking too far into the metaphor, but like you said, he was going up work wise, but he's also descending. And they made that very mm -hmm. clear, you know, mm -hmm. And so it's kind of like a both at once and he just wants to stay where he was. Mm -hmm. He just wants it to st stop like right there. Cause I, yeah. I, I think he did enjoy his other life. Mm -hmm. I don't know if he's going to enjoy that life though, wherever he would be going to. And when they're at the cookout at Hank's house, Marie's just talking about how dangerous it is. Mm -hmm. Was she saying that as a way to dissuade him? I wasn't quite catching that. 
Mm, I don't think so. I think she was... I think Marie just says whatever's on her mind. She doesn't really think. She just talks. I see. And I think that it's kind of like saying what Hank's fears are out loud. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And she always goes to the dramatic, too. Like, remember when last episode when Walt was uh, coming out of the feud state? And the first thing she said was, well, what's the, what they say the worst case scenario is? Like, she didn't ask, like, what was the best case? She asked what was the worst case scenario. That's that's Marie, always thinking worst case scenario, always taking things to the dramatic 11. Yeah, she's pretty extreme. That's why I like her, though. She, she, she's mm-hmm. highly entertaining. So, huh. It does make me think a bit more about Hank. Like, I, I like what they're doing with Hank because he, he gets more and more interesting as the episodes go on. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, yeah. I, I guess it was a bit of both. He's he's throwing out the. Also, you think about like the. Hmm, okay, I'm, I'm going too crazy with that here, but we think about what he threw out. It was the, the, uh, gold veneers, grill. wherever they yeah. were, the grills, mm-hmm. and the grill is like an appearance based thing too, right? Mm-hmm. You, you know, it, it's trying to make you look better than you look. I, I guess. Well, not mm-hmm. everybody finds those to look nice, but. You know, in that community, it's kind of what they're about. So there's also like a double, like stacking there of meaning. Definitely, that's very apt. I think you know I brought up the potential that murdering somebody could be affecting him. Um, you know, I'd probably uh, I, I like the idea of that, and I think it would be an interesting thing for them to explore. But I think based on everything we've seen, that's not the case, especially when. Hank and Walt were talk and uh, Walt Jr. were talking about, you know, killing Tuco. And he said, like, what do you do when a cockroach comes out? You step on it. You don't think about it. Like, mm-hmm. why Why do uh, people do these bad things? And Hank's like, you might as well ask why cockroaches do it. Like, he doesn't think of them as humans. Yeah. So maybe that is the parallel that we're, we end up seeing between Walt killing someone and Hank killing someone in that neither of them does it really affect them in an, in like that sort of a negative way they don't even think about the murder they think about other things associated with that like their own danger or things like that yeah uh, walt did seem like he was like very regretful and remorseful of it but you know after he did that like it's kind of like to say like once you start it's kind of hard to stop that from being yeah, a option. Just like pringles yep mm-hmm and i don't know if that's true of hank but yeah kind of what we're saying there because he's treated druggies in the past like as if they're nothing and mm-hmm. which still makes me think that maybe that is was still his primary concern it's not about killing somebody i'm sure there's a bit of that in there too because there has to be right it's still gonna fuck you yeah. up a little bit not if you're a complete sociopath no okay true but go on but uh i i think i still think it's mostly the danger to his life is what kind of messed him up mm-hmm uh, I, I think with Walt, it was a little bit the opposite. It wasn't the danger to his, his life necessarily. It was more the danger to his, I guess, to his family, but also maybe to uh, uh, the other person. He was more thinking about the other person, I think, a little bit more focused on them. Maybe. Maybe so. I think, you know, that whole episode where he did that, that was all about change. So maybe there was also some aspect of him being concerned about it changing him by doing that thing, you know? Mm-hmm. That's right. The metamorphosis. Yeah. Uh, and the, and then I think we will had, this will this start a change that can't be undone type of deal. Yeah. And and then the scene with Hank was kind of interesting. The, uh, sorry, the scene with Hank and uh Walt Jr. because it kind of showed uh Walt Sr. uh there as well, kind of listening over. And both Hank and Walt feel uncomfortable for two different reasons. And then we have the third perspective, which is uh Walt Jr. Where he's just kind of like, you know, he's kind of like everybody else. He's like, oh, what was it like? Was it cool killing them? You know, it didn't quite say that, but it, it's, it's a, there's three different perspectives in there. And like, they're all layered on top of each other in like a very natural way. Yeah. Uh, that's good. Good observation on that. Mm-hmm. So I think that covers Hank pretty much. Uh, I still just find it entertaining that he had that whole uh, beer thing. And it seems like he had a bunch of other little toys there, too. And 
I, I think one more thing I'll cover with Hank. And this is a baseless assumption here, but I still feel like there's something weird going on like with Marie and Hank and like a kid. Because as far as we know, they don't have kids. Uh, and it, it, it's kind of like Hank has nothing to do really. Or he, he's just kind of doing whatever, which I think is great. Like, I, I think that's what you should do, especially if you don't have kids. Don't have kids if you want to do stuff. Uh, but there seemed to be a little bit of tension there. And I remember that episode where there's that kid in the car and the car like went into the other thing and drove it over. So I think there's something weird going on there, like some sort of weird divide that's not being talked about. But I, I have no idea. Maybe. I, that feels very baseless and maybe like you're projecting, but. I'm projecting. Mm-hmm. Shit. It's just a, because I didn't get any of that, but mm -hmm. I also thought Marie was fine with Hank and they, she clearly had concerns on her face in that scene. So, yeah, yeah. I might be yeah misreading it, which, I, which is fine. I ain't infallible. Yeah. I, I uh, last episode. Exactly. <laughs> mm -hmm. You should mark it on your calendar. <laughs> Steve's wrong. Circle it with a fucking heart. <laughs> So the next character we had, uh, let's cover, I think Jesse's the most. Do you want to touch on Marie briefly? Yeah, sure. She had a couple of things in there, right? Her being dramatic, uh, her scene with Skylar, mm -hmm. um, which I, I, it sounds like you're not going to talk about Skylar or you'll probably wrap it in with Walt. So I figure this might be the best time to bring her up. Okay. So first thing you said, uh, Actually, so there's a couple of things there. You're talking about how Marie was kind of blabbing her mouth about like the dangers and everything. Mm -hmm. You think Marie is excited for this or is she scared about this move for Hank? Because I can't read that. I think she's excited. Uh, I think the danger excites her because that's what she likes is all of the dramatic stuff. She's going to get to brag. Um, this is me probably means more money. Mm -hmm. Um like the, I think this is exactly what Marie wants, and she sees this as a stepping stone to get to what she really wants, which is living in the nice, cozy capital. And um, you know, she's already talking about a couple of years down the road. I see, I see. That makes sense. Okay, so so, so that makes more because I was hearing about the whole capital thing, but I got got lost in my thought when that mm -hmm. was going on. So okay, so besides that, there was. I think you brought up the, the kitchen scene there, which I thought was pretty interesting. Now, I misread that scene because she said, I'm sorry, after you know finally coming out with it. And I thought it was going to be like, I'm sorry, I don't know what you're talking about. Because maybe that's what she said last time. Or maybe I'm thinking yeah. of uh, Walt. Oh, is that what it was? I mean, I think both, but okay. yeah. Yeah, so it's a little bit of both there. Because, okay, so as I was thinking, I'm sorry. And then, because there was a little bit of tension, I'm sorry. Whereas Walt said, I'm sorry, I can't tell you. Or sorry, I don't know what you're talking about. So some mm -hmm. parallels there, but also she's redeemed herself a bit too. And it's, I guess, a little bit of a fake out. But she actually apologized there, which, uh, w which is interesting because when it came down to it, when her family was in jeopardy, she, I'm not going to say she caved, but she, you know, she found out what mattered to her. Mm. Yeah, it comes back to that whole family thing. Seems to be another central theme. Which is intriguing because the parallel with that is Walt, who, when it came down to it, he couldn't tell her. He, 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 mm -hmm. he didn't come clean. And their irony is that Walt is supposedly literally doing it for his family. Yeah, but if I think Walt sees it as the opposite. So, like, if Marie didn't say, didn't admit to it, like, she it was already known what she had done and she was pretty much skylar was saying you're forgiven if you apologize what if i'm imagining in walt's mind if he tells skylar i've been cooking meth it's over mm -hmm. if he lies and kind of buys time and tries to come up with a better lie or something then he at least postpones that mm -hmm. i think walt had less options than marie did that's true. That's true. Yeah, because essentially M Marie could actually get resolution by apologizing or coming clean or whatever you want to say. Mm -hmm. Whereas Walt would just take like a grenade and then 
blow up the entire entire room there. You know what's really interesting that I'm thinking about now is thinking about each character. It seems like every character was the opposite of how they normally are this episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Th that's definitely true. And, and that's that's a point I think I was bringing up a little bit there because Jesse was more like Walt this episode and he was the aggressor, like mm -hmm. kind of like how Walt has been. And it, there's, there's been some stuff with that where J Jesse's kind of like a sponge. He hears something and he kind of parrots it. But mm -hmm. here he has a bit more internalized and he was actually running a legit business. Mm hmm. And then we had Skylar, who's usually more, I mean, she's passive aggressive the last couple episodes, but, you know, sh she was very aggressive this episode. And, you know, th their two roles have definitely kind of swapped there, where Walt was more like the, the passive one, you know, mm -hmm. a little bit more aggressive. She was, also the one, she was also the one on the defense this time. And in the past, as long as I can remember in the episodes... Walt has been the one on the defense because Skyler's had the high ground. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So that that's a bit swapped there as well because she's Hank's Hank's broken down. Oh. Normally he's very strong. Oh yeah. Marie, is she different? Yeah, she's a little bit. Yeah, different I mean she she, she yeah. had to she had to admit to the truth, which is the <laughs> thing she hasn't done the whole fucking series. She also dropped a little like throwaway line saying um like dr mike or whatever uh said that i should say that so hmm. which implies that she's actually going to therapy now hmm. which is the opposite of what we've seen from her in the past i wonder just because she is recognizing that the rift is causing between her and the sister and hmm. that she doesn't like that and she wants to like resolve that Maybe it's possible she's lying. I'll, I'll at least say, uh, so we don't get destroyed in the comments that it's possible she's lying. But based on the way she said it, it didn't seem like it. It seemed like she was like genuinely saying like, "This is something I've been thinking about and talked about in the past." Mm -hmm. Just came very natural. Not that I don't think she would <laughs> say something anyway, because she just says whatever she's thinking regardless. Uh, so let's just cover this real quick. So Hank. He's usually like iron tight and clad. This episode, he was uh, frightened and I don't know, uh, paranoid. Uh, Walt typically, actually, Walt, Walt's kind of confused because he he kind of goes all over the place. But usually, he he's been more aggressive these last couple episodes and assertive and controlling. Mm -hmm. Here, he seems very passive and just kind of concerned, uh, mostly about Skyler because he suspects Skyler. Is... I mean, with Jesse too, he backed down. He admitted his oh, own yeah. faults. Oh, like yeah. there was every step of the way he's been very much pulled back oh you're right yeah because yeah, that's right because jesse literally had him at a balls there like mm -hmm. it was pretty intense uh jesse who's usually this like a i don't know like a, a flunker or a fluky uh he was taking life at the balls he was making those a business like he he did not sh shit where he's eating he like mm -hmm. set the record straight with his friends like there's a lot that he was doing there which is just complete opposite and in a way he was living up to his potential mm -hmm. which I, I find very interesting he was uh, also applying things that he learned very very effectively uh which came very clear and you called it parroting and there is a lot of parroting he does but i think he also uh learns and knows how to apply things and that's kind of what it's what it's showing by having him like use that acronym um at you know to shortly after he had just learned it Mm -hmm. uh, and being being you know uh humble enough to ask like okay i don't know what that actually means mm -hmm. i i think with jesse it's a little bit like if if he learns something and it seems like ah that makes sense he'll just kind of like take it in mm -hmm. it, it, it maybe takes a little bit of experience but i think it's being more open to like just like uh i don't know people with competence if, you, if mm -hmm. that makes any sense or just people who seem cool all right uh, but anyways, we had Jesse, who was quite different there. Uh, I think we touched on Marie. Uh, I think that's the big four characters there. You know, Skylar, obviously, being... She's overly concerned about everybody and, you know, the health of the baby and everything. And now she's, like, not in a way. She is, but she's not. I mean, mm -hmm. we'll, we'll get to her in a second. But uh, 
I, I think the two characters that did not flip flop here at all is number one, Walt Jr. He stayed solid like a rock, and mm-hmm. Lewis. I mean, he's perfect. You can't flip flop from perfect. Like the inverse Walt, of perfection is perfection. Walt Jr. stayed solid because he's the best written character. He's the most relatable. And I don't think, I don't even know if he has any flaws. So, I don't know if I agree. Okay, I think he's the most relatable for most people. I I, I can say that. He is the audience. But for me, Walt Sr. is the most relatable. Well, that's because you cook meth. That's true. I mean, down in my basement, uh, that's what I got Mm -hmm. of this three-story apartment. Yeah. Yep. So... Going on to Walt, Walt, he was kind of more reactive and just kind of like, I don't know, he just seemed confused of what to do. And I'm trying to remember the different scenes here because he was going through the chemo alone and it actually seems like he might be getting better, which that would be, I don't know, I'd find it like weird in like a dark humor sort of way if like Walt gets better. And then he still feels the need to like use, like start cooking drugs still, because mm-hmm. the impetus for him cooking meth to begin with is not there, but he still has to cook it because he's got addicted to the gun, and that would be interesting. Like, like right. is he done with chemo? Is that what the implication there was? Uh, what? No, I don't think the implication was that he was done with chemo, but the doctor said that he was doing very, very well, and I think. I might be wrong, but I believe the doctor said that uh, if things keep going this way, you know, you might be, you know, pretty much good by the time the baby's delivered. Yeah. Whereas before, Interesting. I, I think the baby was not even going to, he, he wasn't even going to make it to the baby. No, I'm probably mm-hmm. wrong in that. I don't know the timeline exactly, but the, the, the impetus for him doing any of this is not there, which is hilarious in, in, in a fucked up sort of way. Because what does he do? I mean, he's still cooking math. I mean, he's got the doctor's bills, right? Mm-hmm. And again, this idea of him having gray matter in the background who could solve his issue of the money and him not taking it, it still points to him wanting that gun. And there's a scene where he broke in, not broke into, he went into like the, the vent, grabbed the money, grabbed the gun, and he held the gun like he was just kind of itching to use it. And mm-hmm. this is confirmation bias 100%. Like, I mm-hmm. have this theory about Walt. And I'm going to like try to prove it as much as I can just to prove I'm right. I'm taking okay. this and phew, right down the yard. But, but I mean, at the end, he gives up the gun. Uh, true. But I think it was more like a more of a rational move. Mm, hold on. Let, let me think about this. It's a little like bit. somebody please use this gun. I, I think it's because Jesse was making sense. because they had that argument and jesse was talking about the the uh all the needs that they had for needing like is this part of the territory and walt wasn't even quite understanding that and walt just wanted like a magic solution and walt came up with a solution which was the gun I don't know if that's him giving up the gun, but more incorporating it into the business. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is physically giving up the gun. Yeah. At very least, he's removing it from his house. That's true. Hmm. So, is is there a greater argument? I'm trying. I'm trying to process that. I'm just not doing it fast enough. No, I mean you're you're. You just said you were trying to make a, a point about Walt, like a bigger character point, and I'm just mm-hmm. offering up some minor hurdles that might be in the way. And I mean, this comes right after, interestingly enough, right after his fight with Skyler. The first thing he does is he gives the gun up. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if that might mean something. Huh. I kind of think it might. Hold on. Hold on. Maybe I got it here. Because I, I think you have a point. Number one, he's thinking about the impact he's been having on his family. And also what Skyler's doing, because, and we'll get to the sick irony here, 
but uh, with, with Skyward smoking cigarettes and you know cancer and blah blah blah. But uh, Walt granted that the doctor said he might be all right. Like he may not really see a need for cooking math, and maybe that's what it's about. And maybe that's him trying to get away from the business. You know what else is super interesting? So we haven't seen the hat in a while, right? Uh-huh. But the other thing that's kind of indicative of of uh, Heisenberg is his bald head. And the doctor said, you know, you'll be able to start growing your hair back. And Walt's like, well, I've kind of gotten used to this look. Hmm. So maybe there's some, you know, underlying thought there behind, like, he's comfortable as you know, this new character of Heisenberg and the doctor saying like, well, Heisenberg may not be a necessity anymore. And him mm. being like, but I, but I don't mind him. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess, I guess maybe what this is, is there's the two different characters. There's the Walt and the Heisenberg. Mm. And for Walt, he's the one that's giving up the gun. Ah. I mean, the eyes, though, when he told Jesse, handle it, those were not Walt's eyes. Hmm. Those were Heisenberg. Yeah. Which is very interesting. The Heisenberg, and I almost feel like now that when the doctor was telling him that, like, for Heisenberg, that was almost a curse. Hmm. Like, because... Oh, like, he's telling telling Walt you're going to live, Heisenberg, you're going to die. Yeah. Oh, maybe so. Do you think he's going to kill the doctor? Uh, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that try to get him hooked on math. Yeah. Maybe that'd my- be a really good one. He should do that. Do you know how much meth he could buy with his doctor pay- doctor salary? Uh, about two. At, at least two math. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah two, two, two math. Uh, maybe one weed. So. There's there's some definitely maybe that's the best way to approach Walt in the future is Walt and Heisenberg and kind of treating them like two people who inhabit the same body. Mm-hmm. But I also think it's interesting because they kind of synergize there a bit too. Like like they're partially in harmony. And I I, I think the the true Walt is kind of like more like Heisenberg, or it's it's more like the controlling sort of a uh, chemistry person. I, I think that's mm-hmm. the true Walt. But the true Walt can't get injected into uh, Walt's sort of like everyday life and dealing with just like small troubles. And this is why the true Walt is most himself as Heisenberg. So I feel like Mm. it's more like a, like the context that the only context in Walt's life that can get applied there. I guess there was a chemistry job, right? And that's where he could get a bit of that out. But, you know, the problem is, it's kids, right? And you know, it, it, there's only so far you can go up with that. So, Walt was also very concerned about Skyward this episode, and he, he got the the cigarettes. He, he found those, and he seemed just very concerned about the baby. Which there's a strong irony with that because it's it's like Walt got lung cancer, I believe. It's, it's lung cancer, right? Mm-hmm. And he is taking up this adventure of cooking math for the sake of his family, but also for the sake of the baby. And by his actions, he's not only breaking up the debate, you know, the, the, uh, the family, but now Skylar is smoking and causing the thing that he got there. Cause you know, smoking lung cancer hand in hand. So there's like a weird sort of like sick irony there. I can't quite vocalize it, but, it's something there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, the baby represents the future, uh, the family future. And, you know, Walt has always kept, and maybe this comes back to the gun too, but he's always kept the money and the gun in the baby's room uh, because that's what it was going towards, right? The future of the family. And now all the money's gone. And uh, until the, you know, the, the most recent sale, but, and the, um gun is out of that room and meanwhile on skylar's side the other half of of you know the the adults in the family she's forsaking the future of the family by smoking the cigarettes so they she's it's kind of showing to um 
to Walt, like, this is how Skylar's thinking about the future of us as a family. And I'm sure that's what's bothering him more than anything. Mm-hmm. Being like, am I losing my family? Is she giving up on the family? Hmm. Yeah. He probably has a hard time processing that, too, because... Like, he's so wrapped up in his story. It's hard. He's having a hard time considering the other stories that I play here. Mm-hmm. Like, like as, ev- as evidenced by, like, when he said, you know, you're his mother. You're supposed to know where she is, he is, you know, about mm-hmm. Walt Jr. Like, like, I don't know. Walt was just saying a lot of dumb things this episode. That was really fucking dumb. <laughs> like, why was he getting on his pregnant wife about something like that he himself didn't know the end? I don't know. I, that was very, very annoying. Yeah, and his talking with Jesse, like, Jesse was being super sensible, and he's just being stupid. Like, mm-hmm. like, uh... Mm. Some of the time. I mean, I think his point that in a, in a black market business, if he, he, if word gets out that or pushover, they'll, everybody will push you over. Like, these are junkies you're dealing to. It's mm-hmm. not, you know, this isn't a blue-collar business. This is literally as under the table as you can get. There'll be a lot of, a lot of knives and guns pointed in your direction. If they think they can get away with it, mm-hmm. which is true. Uh, I, but I think it's the, the turning point though, because that's the turning point at which Walt made some sense out of things. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's the question of whether it was that Walt or was that Heisenberg that came out there, which, you know, obviously more Heisenberg, but I don't think Walt had that point at the beginning of that conversation. I think he arrived there. I don't know. Maybe. 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 Okay. Uh, maybe it's like decreased screaming, but that's okay. But uh, yeah, some of the stuff he was talking with Jesse, like inside the the truck or the RV, like mm-hmm. he was also just kind of talking out of his ass there. But and then mm-hmm. Walt realized he was on he was on the back foot. Like he can't sell, you know. And it's kind of like if you have product, but you can't sell it, then you don't have any product. He also tipped his hand by saying like I have nothing, and like that. He doesn't have any more lies that he can go back on to be like, you need me more than I need you. It was made very clear that Walt does need Jesse more than Jesse needs Walt. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Walt kind of tipped his hand and maybe that was a he trusted Jesse type of thing. And I don't know if he felt betrayed by that or if he was happy by that because, you know, Jesse's now taking on some of the actual responsibility versus Walt feeling like he has to handle everything or how he'll feel about that but he's definitely willing to i think i think maybe him and and i'm sorry for (laughs) jumping completely forward but i think by him giving up the gun it might be him being like all right you've shown you can do this thing now show you can really hold the power if you want to hold the power let's do this hold the power Hmm. if we're making the uh the comparison of the gun to power Hmm. yeah i'm interested what's gonna happen with that yeah I we're kind of at the point in the series where uh, I don't know what's happening. I love that. Because uh, now you can freely guess and you don't need to be like, do I know this? Don't I know this? I don't remember. I think I know something. This is all I don't know. I, j- truth be told, I, I, I've seen these episodes. Like I started this episode. Mm-hmm. I don't remember like any of it, though. The only thing I mm-hmm. remember is like them going through that like a uh, river. And then I remember bits and pieces of like a an episode a little bit later, but I don't remember anything else. So kind of at that point where mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, Walt, Walt's very confusing this episode. He's definitely a bit more wishy-washy, but m- maybe it's because he's a bit more Walt. And then we see Skylar being not Skylar. I guess everybody else not being themselves either. So in a way, mm-hmm. Walt's more of the reference than anybody else. But it's hmm. kind of like a shakeup of the of all of the like everybody was brought to the lowest of the low and now we're starting to build again and mm-hmm. how are characters going to pan out going forward given they're building on the past and the present and the future hmm. so that's about it i could think for walt can you think of anything else no mm, no i mean his minor reaction or interaction with with Hank was super interesting, um, f- even though it was only a couple seconds. Just like him, his question of, I'm interested, why do you think he asked, 
what do you think makes these criminals act the way they act and do what they do? It seems like he was curious for himself. Like, mm-hmm. like I, I feel like it was like a bit of introspection because I don't mm-hmm. think he understands what he's doing or, or why he's doing it. And I, again, confirmation bias here with my theory. But I, I think Walt is realizing that there's this other part of him that's kind of taking control and wants to survive and wants to do these things that the other parts of him maybe don't. And he's trying to figure out for himself, like, why, why am I like this? It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I think it's just general curiosity, too, because uh, when you see a guy like Tuco, <laughs> like, you're probably just like, how did this happen? Yeah. I, that might be interesting then, and that may play somewhat of a role if why Walt was willing to give up the gun at the end, on top of all the other stuff we've talked about. But Hank's response was like, because bugs are bugs, like, because disgusting creatures do disgusting things, like, why the, it's not even really a question. It's like, why does a, why is a cockroach a cockroach? Uh-huh. And to Walt, maybe that, maybe that did hit him. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Hmm. Yeah, I I wonder how he processed that because did he process that like Hank is being Hank or Hank is oversimplifying this complex world or did he process it like shit? Yeah, I'm a scumbag. Hmm. Also, is it possible he had ulterior motive in asking that to try and think like could Hank be on to me in any degree? What's Hank's thought process? And we know Hank doesn't think Walt is a scumbag. So maybe that was confirming to Hank, to Walt, like Hank would not ever suspect me because he doesn't, I don't match his vision of what this character, this drug dealer is. Yeah. 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 I guess it's a thing there because that's why, that's one reason why Hank's has not been, uh, suspecting well is because Hank's view is very naive uh, mm-hmm. and I guess it's Walt trying to get a lens into whether Hank is suspicious or would mm-hmm. be suspicious or if Possible. they're suspicious or, or maybe ideas like can people like Walt get into that world does mm-hmm. that happen mm-hmm. and from Hank's view no very interesting so on to the last character here, Jesse. And Jesse, I think we saw the most change from here. Mm-hmm. And, and honestly, uh, I mean, he, he talked the same game he did before, which I thought was really cringy, but he actually followed up on it. And I think there's a difference there because I, I guess I guess Walt was desperate in a way at this episode because he needed Jesse. Like Jesse found he needed himself. And mm-hmm. it, it's like, I, I guess when you lose everything, like he, he really did lose everything. He lost his house. He, he lost uh, the, the van or the RV and lost his car. Like, like there's nothing that he just didn't have. And I, I think he finally just realized or eptitosed. What the fuck was that word? He optimized. That's not even a word either. He, he just kind of like to sanction his mind. Like I do need to apply myself. I actually have to do this. And he started trying and he was very successful. And this goes back mm-hmm. to Walt's point that you're not applying yourself. It's not that you're stupid. It's not that you're dumb. It's not that you can't do things. It's just that you don't do things. Yeah. No, I mean, he did, uh, he did sales many things every single step of the way. He used uh, the skills that he's good at to his advantage. The, the he also got some breaks in, from people, which last episode he was given no breaks by anybody. He was begging people to give him a break and nobody would. And this time he did. And that is something in sales, you know, for, for what it's worth. Sometimes you can go a very long time without a sale. And then all of a sudden a switch turns and you sell, 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 sell. And there's something about confidence in there, um, being a difference maker, uh, but all very interesting. And Jesse was willing to ask for what he wanted confidently and, he was able to convince people who didn't want to otherwise do business with him. Actually, I think everybody, I think he was, he was met with 
like he was met with uh, objections every step of the way from every person and he overcame them instead of getting angry and being like this is owed to me he earned it in a way or at least talked himself into getting what he needed well if you think a little bit with what was involved in all those interactions as well money was involved Mm-hmm. And not just that, but he had the money in his hand. Mm-hmm. Like, so there was the instance of like with the, the landlord, he had the money there and he kept on like pointing to it like, hey, I'm good. Mm-hmm. He did that with the, the junkyard person. I don't, think, I don't think she cared about money. Well, she still wanted- She was taking pity on him. Y- yeah, b- but ultimately she wanted to make sure he was good for the money, right? Mm-hmm. Like he was suspicious of where, like she knew where he was getting it from. You know, she knew it was like, something nefarious mm-hmm. but you know i think him making the point that she he was good for that money and could do, do the extra was important mm-hmm. same with the junkyard guy you know he got them flaunting it and then one interesting difference here is he did it with walt too he gave him the cash you know walt started bitching about the, the money which walt stopped bitching uh you're not putting your life on the line but uh he flaunted it so much so that he threw a thousand dollars at him like all right stop stop complaining and mm-hmm. what's kind of interesting is where all the other people took the extra money on top of it walt didn't and that was mm-hmm. kind of a like a break in that pattern there which i think says something about the relationship they have it's a little bit different but i, th- I think it is a confidence i think of things the money that made the difference for jesse and jesse was also able to convince his friends if if i, I think they're friends but they're a little bit weird Weird friends. Uh, I don't know. Companions? Uh, what was the word? Business associates? Associates? I don't know. It's, it's really none of those things because they're very fair weather friends. It's was clear they only came over to like get drugs. Yeah. So like that's and when he needed something, when he needed them, all of them said no. Mm-hmm. So like that's not friends. Yeah. Yeah. It was literally out on the street. If any of my friends were on the street, there's no question they'd be at my house. Mm-hmm. So he convinced them with money as well. Yeah. So I, I think that's kind of the through line with Jesse this episode is money. And I mean, you, you say that, but money isn't the only thing. You know, he also talked. Like, he didn't give them any money. He convinced them. Mm-hmm. And I think he he talked his way into all of these things. I think there was a confidence that he showed along with the money in a lot of these situations, but there was a confidence he showed that showed he could run the business and he could handle things. And Mm -hmm. I think that maybe that came from the money. Maybe that came from, you know, knowing he could do this. But I think that his salesmanship and his personality won people over as much as the money did in a lot of these situations more than the money did. Hmm. I, I think I think the thing that was there that was missing from his previous sales pitches was that he had that little bit of an edge, that little aggression. Mm-hmm. It, I think that was most instituted where he where he, okay, he did it in every interaction, but he did it with his friends. Like he made it very clear, hey, you know, no smoking. You got to do it before, you know. Mm-hmm. And he was very straightforward. He's like, this is a business right here. Like, we're going to make mm-hmm. money, right? We're making money. This is business. And he set the rules there. He did the same thing. He took an aggressive tone with the, the junkyard person because they're cutting mm-hmm. the deal. And he's like, I need like, a, I don't know, he said door rights or something like that. And, you know, in and out access. And the guy's like, what? No. And, and he just kept on making demands and just kind of upping it. Like mm-hmm. he, he had negotiating. Like, yeah. Did a good job. He did it in a very like aggressive, pushy sort of way, but maybe not pushy, but for sure. And same thing mm-hmm. with Walt, you know? And mm-hmm. so, so I think you're right there. He, he, I, but I think what made the difference was the aggression or the control. Maybe it's cause he has control of his life now and mm-hmm. he's willing to make that push. And he's taking control of his life. And maybe I think we're talking about the same thing. I think I phrased it as confidence and you're phrasing it as aggression. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they're, two sides of the same yeah the same coin here yeah yeah and so he gets the deal with the the landlord and the landlord cuts him a break essentially uh mm-hmm. do you think there was any sexual tension there i don't think there was but uh i 
Yeah, I mean, for sure. There was some sexual tension? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Like, I, I didn't know if there was or not. I, I think they, they found each other attractive, and she thought he was, like, cute and amusing. And she also related to him. And that's, like, one of the other things that... I think that's something big that Jesse did, is Jesse spoke the person he was talking with's language. Mm-hmm. So, like, he knew what he needed to say to people to get what he wanted, and that's the salesman thing, you know? For her when she broke down was when he was like when he broke down and told the truth but also a very specific version of the truth my parents kicked me out they were disappointed in me i guess i don't live up to their expectations and that was right after she had said my dad owns this place i just Mm. manage it for him and he was like he like grasped onto that and then gave his own little this is how i relate to that um you know my parents think i'm a disappointment blah 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 Ooh, that's interesting so he he exploited on that or he capitalized on that relation there he utilized something common between them to uh connect with her mm-hmm. and i think he did that across the board and yeah that can be seen as definitely exploiting yeah well just it, 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 you think everything's exploiting we've, yeah. we've talked about that yeah just a brief little thing like everything in manipulation is just positive or negative you know or it, it's uh-huh. it's pro-social or anti-social uh-huh. or collaborative or anti-collaborative uh this was probably a collaborative one but definitely a bit more exploitive in a way because mm-hmm. he's, he's using this knowledge to his advantage which you know that's all knowledge but well, this is a completely different topic because i disagree with you so we'll save that for some uh, some other time yeah all right so uh he he does that with that he gets he gets the place and then he also brings in his friends and He's very adult about it. He had like snacks and pretzels. I mean, he poured the pretzels improperly. They they started falling all over the place, which, mm-hmm. yeah. But he's got a nice place there, and mm-hmm. he sets ground rules. He gets the deal with the the RV, mm-hmm. and then he makes the deal with Walt. And I think Walt, or I think Jesse's perspective is valid and accurate on this whole thing because he's playing a game like it's been played. And then I, I think Walt has a good point too, where you have to set the rules. Like Jesse's playing to rules that have been set. You know, like this is how you deal drugs, this is how you kind of handle these situations. And he's very good at doing that. Walt's very good at breaking rules or kind of setting his own rules. I love Tuco, because that's what Tuco kind of did. I mean, Tuco kind of set his own rules and he also had muscle. And that's kind of why Tuco did get messed with because number one, he's a high up distributor. Number two, you know, he always had people with him, you know, and guns and everything during these exchanges. Mm-hmm. So, so that's kind of how you ensure it. But uh, I, I don't know how Jesse's going to handle that. And, and there's, there's a scene where they kind of came in together and Walt kind of goes to Jesse's door for once, right? N- not the other mm-hmm. way around. And Walt seems a little bit envious of what Jesse has. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of the same way, like what Jesse came into Walt's place and Walt's had a nice place. So some, some interesting stuff there going on. I, I, I've been off ranting keeper a bit so i want to hear what you have to say about jesse um no i mean i'm i'm on board with with everything you're saying i think it's all it's all very um very on point um it was there was something uh okay i think jesse understands the business he understands like the legitimate business side of things. But I think Walt understands the like dirty business side of things. Like Jesse understands that, you know, you're going to have loss. You're going to, this is how you manage people. You need runners and you need people to, to sell the product and move it and, you know, dead drops and like all of that stuff. But Walt understands like, they're on the on a higher level this is like the underground market and this is why this is how you need to handle like the this side of things the dirtier side of things um so it's i think that's very interesting jesse's ready to to write that off and walt isn't because walt's seeing it like further down the road this is going to become a problem and jesse's like well it's a small problem now so we'll ignore it and just write it off like let's jesse's quick to take the win that they have and walt wants more mm-hmm. yeah walt's definitely the greedier of the two 
mm-hmm. but Walt also has like more far more extreme goals and and also Walt's very good at doing math because we've seen new calculations like yeah I mean that, that one was pretty simple yeah yeah it's like a thousand a thousand dollars per ounce 16 ounces 16,000 that's not very difficult yeah, well, yeah, true. But Walt has a very—he's got like high goals, and I feel like he sees more things. Things it's more like like a manufacturing sort of place does, mm-hmm. like, like I don't know. He, he sees it. I'm not gonna say he sees it like a business because Jesse sees it more like a business than Walt does. I think because Jesse's thinking more about the operational procedures. But and Jesse sees it as a legitimate business, and Walt sees it as an underground business. Like a black market. Yeah. Because Walt's the first one to be like, we need to handle this in an aggressive way. And Walt's quicker to go to aggression than Jesse is. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Even even when like Jesse shot Tuco, Jesse like seemed like he had to work himself up to that. I'm mm-hmm. sure Walt would have to a little bit too. But I don't know. Walt seemed very indignant when he did the whole like Tuco speech. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Hmm. But it's really going to be interesting to see where this goes. Is there anything else where uh, Walt, or sorry, Jesse, you can think of? Um, no. Okay. So I think we're going to cut it here. We've been talking for a bit here. Uh, this has been recording for an hour 27, but uh, I think it's been a little bit longer. Granted that uh, mm. I cut this into two. So, hey, guys, if you like the video, like the video. If you hate the video, like the video. If you don't like the video, like the video. If you like Meter, like the video. If you like me, leave a comment, subscribe, notification bell, ding, 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 ding. And as always, be peaceful, be mindful, make meth in your mother's basement, not mine. You guys have a great day. Peace.